Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to today's morning manner. It is Friday. Hallelujah. I am Apostle Rose White. I am excited about this wonderful day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing today because we woke up this morning with our minds still stayed on Jesus. I do want to wish and thank uh, everyone that has joined us here on today, along with the entire Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. We're just so grateful that you all are here with us this morning, looking to command your morning, giving God the first fruit of your day. There is nothing greater than waking up, starting your day, and reading the Word of God, having that special time of prayer Amen. And so we're excited for one more day and another opportunity to come to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us all through the Word of God. Before we begin, just in case we should have any new first-time callers here on today, we ask that you would mute your phone lines, and you can do that by pressing star six or the mute button on your phone's keypad. We do ask this. Um, so that it will prevent any background noise. We know that people are busy doing various things in the morning, either getting ready for school, getting the children ready, getting yourself ready perhaps for work, or you just may still be in a lying down mode resting. Um, And so we know that sometimes just listening to Scripture being read or perhaps a prayer, uh, you may nose off to sleep. So this will prevent us from hearing any of that but it allows you to continue to hear everything that's going on on the call. We we do want to say that since this is morning manna, we come to sit at the king's table, to sup from the table, reading, studying, and hearing the word of God. So we pray that you come with your Bible, that you have your pad, your pen ready, to write as the spirit of the Lord ministers to your heart personally through the written word of God. And with that said, we're going to go ahead and move forward in today's Morning Manor broadcast by asking Sister Banks to come to give us our word for the day. And then after Sister Banks, the next voice that you will hear will be that of Minister Carla, who is going to be reading for us on today. And our reading this morning is coming from Psalm chapter 51. Amen. God bless you. Sister Banks, you can now come forward. Good morning, everyone. Our word for today is Forgiving Friday. May God bless and keep you all as you go about your day thanking God for total exoneration from sin on this Forgiving Friday. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Good morning. I will be reading Psalms 51 from the King James Version. Amen. And it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, 
and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thy God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thy my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou would not despise. Do good in thy pleasure unto Zion. Build thou thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shalt thou offer bullocks upon thy altar. Amen. May the Lord bless this word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Minister Carla, for reading our scripture on today. And what a precious, precious uh, chapter of reading. And how how the word uh, goes hand in hand that even Sister Banks gave uh, to to match this particular chapter. You know, calling today for Giving Friday. And that's what Psalms 51 is really all about. Uh, talking about that that a heart uh, that has been broken and asking for forgiveness of sin. And so this particular psalm, you know, it comes from a heart that has been crushed. And the reason why the heart is crushed is not because of what someone else has done, but the heart is crushed because of the recognition uh, of, of his own sinfulness. Bottom line. Psalm 51 is an acknowledgement that, hey, it was me. I messed up, you know. Traditionally, and we do thank God for those that we see that are, are tuning in now live to our morning matter broadcast. God bless you on this morning as we are, you know, uh, going into Psalms chapter 51 on this morning. You know, uh, we've always sort of understood David's prayer um, you know, after his sin, uh, um, and we know that there was sin of adultery, and then there was also the sin of murder. And because of this, he was confronted by Nathan, you know, who expanded that scene. And we can even see it when we go back over uh, into Second Samuel chapter 12, where that scene was actually described. The Israel and the church, they actually later employed this psalm to express, you know, a time of repentance uh, called penitence. You and I need to really pay close attention uh, to the life of David, that even though he messed up and he sinned and he had someone else's life taken all because uh, of the act of adultery and the lust of the eye, he had to be confronted. And see, today many people don't want to be confronted with sin. But David was confronted. The man of God, the prophet of the Lord, had to come and confront him um, and deal with the issue at hand because if no one comes to confront you in your sin, then you will continue in life, uh, perhaps will actually die in that sin and go to hell. But God had a special plan for David. He loved him. He really did. And so the first nine verses of this psalm, it expresses David's desire for forgiveness. 
And because of the, the natures of his sins, you know, he recognizes that, you know, he don't have any, even a basis to even address God. He don't have, a, as we say, a leg to stand on. You know, uh, uh, much less him coming to ask for forgiveness because of what he had done. And so, therefore, verse 1, it literally opens up and begins with a cry for mercy. And after that cry, he gives an appeal to God's covenant love. God is a, is a God of covenant. You know, he appeals to the compassion that God has. And only God has that real, true compassion that we see. And only then comes the appeal for forgiveness. And so, again, he cries for mercy. He then uh, looks to the love that only God can give, and then he appeals, saying, Lord, forgive me. Well, we see the, the word here, transgression. Um, you know, transgressions literally tells us that there is some rebellion. It suggests some willful disobedience. Iniquity um, that we read here implies waywardness. You know, sin, it carries failure due to some wrong choices. And and many of us are are guilty of that. You know, at some time in our lives, we have made some wrong choices. There have been sin in our life. There has been transgressions, times of transgression being in our life where we were just disobedient. Some things we, we knew that that was wrong, but we were disobedient anyhow. You know, we chose to go that particular route. We chose to go up that street. We chose to go in that house. We chose to make that phone call. We chose to click on that link. It's all about the choices that we make. And so David asked God uh, to blot out his transgressions. You know, that blotting out, meaning, you know, God, erase it. If it's been written, Lord, I need you to, I need you to use some white out. Wipe that out. You know, break them if carved on tablets. Wipe them clean, just like we we do when we're washing dishes, them dirty dishes. We got to wipe those dishes clean. And so here he is desiring to go back into the washing machine to be laundered over and over and over again until that stain of sin has completely been removed and he is now pronounced clean. David's words here, it talks about sin. It, it shows his request for forgiveness. And there's even repetition here, which indicates to you and I this morning that there is a sense of urgency. David is appealing to God urgently. You know, God, whatever means necessary, please don't let no sin remain. I need you to rid me of all of this, Lord. Have you ever been in that place? You know, I actually have, where there's just been stuff that has taken place in my life, and I'm like, God, I want to get rid of this. I want it over, done, behind me, no longer even seen in my life as if it has never been. And, I, and, and when I slow or slack about it, God, I need you to come do it now, and you just keep on and on and on about it because there's a sense of urgency that it takes place. And so the reason for David's uh, desperate desire for purity that we read here even in verses 3 and 6 is that he understands the full horror of what he's done. He, he sees what has, what has transpired in verse 3. I acknowledge my transgression is what he said. See, he ain't trying to cover it up. So many make excuses or they, they, they pass the buck, they blame somebody else. That some folk literally lie and say, well, you know, that's what they did. I didn't do it. They justify their stuff. But he recognized, and this is why David is such a special man. He is so different because he messed up and he knows that he messed up. He lays all of his cards out on the table, calling it just what it is. And that's a real man. You know, a real person after God's own heart. Listen again to what he said. He said, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. 
I mean, this morning, God really had that to stand out to me as I was reading this. I mean, I counted it, you know. I mean, you know, there are six times uh, all the way from verses 1 to 3 that David acknowledged that it was him who was standing in the need of prayer. And all of a sudden that, that song came up, but it was in the tune, but it was a different word. It said, not my sheep but not my soldiers, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. See, he could have blamed anybody else and said it was somebody else. But instead, he recognized and he acknowledged that it was him. And so continually, David's sin was a bam boom before him. That's, that's just the best way I could describe it, you know, because the Bible talks about his sin was before him continually. And so he's constantly being smacked all upside the head. Um, because of the sins of his actions. And so David realizes that, you know, his sins were against God, and God only, as a matter of fact, when we look at in verse 4. And this is striking, uh, um, you know, when I see this in light of his his, uh, actions, which were murderous actions, oppressive type of actions taken out, on Uriah and even Bathsheba, but it reminds us that, you know, that all sin is ultimately against God, and regardless of the fact a lot of people say, well, you know, because, you know, people won't always blame stuff on the female, but here in this case, you know, David was the king, and when the king calls for you, you can't deny the king or you could lose your life, and so Bathsheba had to flow out of obedience uh, here. And she followed after him and did because of his request. But again, the sin, uh, is he is reminded of all that he has done. And his sin was against God. And so for this reason, God is literally justified in actually uh, bringing down the full force of divine judgment upon David as we read here in verse 4. And something unique that I saw in reading this. You remember I just said a few moments ago that there were six times uh, that we read that David spoke of himself in those first three verses of, of this particular song. Well, it is six times here in this one verse that he speaks pertaining to the Lord. He said, against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. That's something. I'm telling you. My God, David's desire for forgiveness is driven by, you know, a, a, a sharpened awareness. I mean, he became fully aware that his sins were symptomatic of a deeper problem. You know, this was a problem that was there even before birth that we see in verse 5. See, we're born with a sinful nature. You know, we're born, we were created in sin. And so both verses 5 and 6, if you remember, it began with the word as, as Minister Caller was reading. It started out with behold. Behold translated surely. You know, this speaks of what goes on in a, in a hidden, in an inner place, and there's lots of stuff that takes place that people think, oh, ain't nobody going to see me and do this. Ain't nothing, you know, this is hidden. This is some undercover stuff. This is stuff you're doing under the table. Ain't nobody going to see it. But behold, surely, somebody see it. The Lord sees it most of all. And so verse 5 explains the nature of humanity, which is so unlike what God desires. We see that even in verse 6. Now, given our reasons, David, again, he asks for cleansing. You know, he wants to be cleansed. He wants to be made whole. He wants to be removed all of the dirt, the filth, all of the stains from his life, and so we hear the word hyssop, 
hyssop that is spoken uh, in verse 7. And when I looked up uh, the word hyssop, it is defined as a small, bushy plant. Some says it's an aromatic type, you know, it has an aroma. It's in the mint family, you know, a type of marjoram, you know, not, not margarine, but marjoram. For those who are cooks, you know, you may have heard of that, that word marjoram. As a matter of fact, it's an herb, uh, you know, used in seasoning. I have a bottle of that even now, you know, in the cabinet. Uh, and it was used at the uh, first Passover uh, in, over in Exodus chapter 12, verse 22. It's also used in rituals for ceremonial cleaning. And even as I began to look even more so, uh, you know, at hyssop, even the WebMD, for those of you that are familiar with WebMD, it actually talks about the medicinal purposes of hyssop and how it's used to treat patients. See, David requests a washing. I mean, it's not a sprinkle. This brother wanted to be washed. <laughs> he said he wanted to be made whiter than snow, according to verse 7. Something rare uh, in Palestine. But it is proverbial for, for whiteness. We want whiteness. When you wash your whites, you want them to not just be just that mere white. You want it to be a sparkling white, a bright white. Got T-shirts, you want them whiter than white. And so here David wanted to be pure. He wanted to be clean. He wanted to be made whiter than snow. And he seeks in forgiveness a healing and a joy that would literally make broken bones dance with delight when we read in verse 8. <laughs> I mean, you know, because David was a worshiper. He was a praiser. He loved dancing before the Lord, and he wanted to have his joy restored. And so David asked God to erase the sin even from his sight in verse 9. And David is not content with just being merely forgiven. Oh, my goodness, that, that just blew my mind. That, see, that just wasn't just enough. He now recognizes danger that's lurking even within him. See, sometimes we, we, we say, God, forgive me, but we don't realize that there's some stuff still going on on the inside. You know, and we need to deal with the inner parts because all that we dealt with was just the symptom, but we got to get to the root of the problem. We got to go much deeper than that. David is saying, you know, God, I need a new heart when we read verses 10 to 17. He said, create in me a clean heart. Create in me calls for that same action that was used to create the world itself. And the creating of that world was a newness. It suggested newness. And so here David is saying, create in me, God. See, this new heart would, would bring him the fellowship with God that he so much longed for. He was so accustomed to just having that special type of relationship which made him so special unto the Lord. And having seen what occurred, you know, because he had been there, he had watched Saul and how, you know, Saul was just a right-out mess, and he had seen how the spirit of the Lord had departed from King Saul. And we go back and began to read over in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16. And so David here is asking that the Holy Spirit uh, would not leave him, that it would not depart from him, that he wouldn't be taken from him in verse 11. That's what we need to be crying out. When we fall and when we fail, God, don't remove your Holy Spirit. Create in me that clean heart. Renew in me, God. You know, renew me, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit continue to rest, rule, and abide on the inside. Because why? He, the Holy Spirit, is the one that brings that unending joy. <laughs> you know, he's that willing spirit that's on the inside, even David knows this, that on the inside, having the Holy Spirit, it gives him a delight, and God delights in him. 
and causes him to freely obey. See, when the Holy Spirit is on the inside, truly on the inside, we have no problem with obeying. The temptation is not to say the temptations won't come, but with the Holy Spirit, he will lead and guide us and direct us in the all truth, and he'll say, uh-uh-uh, don't go there. Uh-uh-uh, don't go see that. Don't watch that. Don't be partaking that, you know. He'll cause you to be reminded of the right choices to make. And when we freely obey the Lord and when we freely obey the voice, you know, of the Holy Spirit, it causes a joy on the inside. And so David's request for this renewal, it continues with a promise to testify to God's deliverance over in verses 13 to 17. You know, he uses his restoration. He's, you know, he's going to take this time of being restored in verse 12 to go and help others. See, when you can't restore anybody, you can't help anybody become delivered if you yourself ain't delivered. If we are walking in mess and we are dealing with issues, we are dealing with some inner demons, then we can't help anybody else to come out from where they're at. We got to first be restored. We got to first get healed. We got to first become delivered. And then once we are restored it back into right relationship with God, then we can reach out a hand to help restore others. And that's what we see here that's taking place in verses twelve and thirteen. It preserved from the consequences of bloodshed. David will be able to sing the praises of God's righteousness with lips released from a guilt-induced silence. Because, see, when you become sin, when we fall into sin, we, we shut up. We, all we can do is just remain quiet. You know, some folk, of course, everybody ain't an OJ where they're constantly running off at the mouth, even in the midst of wrongdoing. But normally for most of us, when stuff happens, you know, we sort of go on the down low. We start to get quiet. Why? Because guilt now shuts our mouth and causes us to be silent. But God's lack of delight and sacrifice in verses 16 and 17, it does not reject the system of sacrifice, but it is a reminder that there were no sacrifices to atone for sin that is willful, like murder. Like adultery. See, adultery is that's something that you willfully do. You've chosen to lay with another person, to be with another person's husband or to, as you another person's wife. That's something that you choose to do. It's a willful decision to take somebody's life. And so the sacrifices of God, that is, those with which God is, is delighted, you know, they have a broken spirit. This is the sacrifice that he's talking about, that broken, that contrite spirit. And when we talk about the contrite spirit, we're talking about a spirit that is remorseful, a spirit that is totally repentant, having that sorrow on the inside, not that they got caught, but the fact is they know that they've sinned against God. And so they're sorrowful for it. Again, many people are quick to repent when they know that people have found them out, when somebody has put them in check, oh, I saw you, I know that's what you did, then all of a sudden they get so sorrowful. But the sorrowful that God delights in is when we know, God, I've messed up, and and I know that I've broken your heart. I know that I've, I've gone against your will. I've gone against your word. I've disobeyed what you told me to do, Lord. Help me. Forgive me, Jesus. See, an animal with a broken leg is literally unfit for sacrifice. But a heart that is crushed, a heart that is remorseful, is what God desires. I pray that we take on these verses and take on and literally see David for where he was and the man that he truly is that he was and the picture that he he shows us on a day-to-day basis. We read verses 18 and 19, and it could well be only natural 
for the king to fear that his sin might have negative consequences for his people. For you and I that are God's people, we are examples even to our family, to our neighborhood, to our workplace, in our church, you know, everywhere that we go. And when we sin, we need to, to think about it. Is what I'm doing, could it cause a negative effect on someone else? The words that come out of my mouth, could it bring about a negative consequence on other people? Could my actions that I reflect to others, could it bring about a negative consequence for the people? Always, we have to always be mindful of what we do. We can never take on an attitude where, you know, this is what I did, it just affects me. No, at the end of the day, it doesn't. It can affect much more than just us. It affects everyone that we come in contact with. And so as we come to a close to today's lesson, we see that David's prayer reveals something of God's heart concerning repentance, being sorrowful for his actions and his deeds. And God is moved to forgive, not, you know, by the successful completion of some kind of religious act or requirement, but at the sight of a crushed spirit. Because we can always put on acts, you know, we can always be religious. But we're talking about from the heart. And such brokenness will be content with nothing less than having a new heart, having a spirit that has aligned itself up with the will of Father God, hallelujah. When we do wrong, saints of God, when we fail in certain areas of our life, and as we live, we will do this because we're here in the flesh. But always think back on King David. Let us always be mindful to admit the sin. Hold up to it, you know. Hold up to it rather than passing the buck. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to make like it never happened because at the end of the day, it did happen. But acknowledge it. Receive the chastening of the Lord so that we can receive the forgiveness of God. Receive all the blessings, hallelujah, that he wished to bestow upon us because truly God has blessings with our name on it. And we can receive it when we walk upright before him. And even though we mess up, God being such a loving father, God being such a faithful father, God being such a merciful God, he is quick to forgive on this Forgiving Friday. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. I tell you, I'm rejoicing today. Because I, have, I definitely say that, you know, I, uh, I'm one that quick to admit, and I say I've made more mistakes, I believe, than many, always just saying, doing something that may be wrong. And my thing has always, Lord, help me. You know what? I didn't have nobody. I had the wrong attitude. My attitude was jacked up in that. You know, get me straight. Get me straight, Lord. And so, this, and so this lesson, it just really um, reminded me of, of us, of ourselves, that there come times when we do mess up, but God is quick to forgive. And so this morning, I am going to call forth uh, for Pastor Lex Baker, um, if she would come uh, to pray for us, to take our prayer request on today. Um, and there may be some that are just there in need of the forgiveness, forgiveness of God. And we want to be able to pray that they can pray, that ask God to forgive them. And most of all today, that we can also forgive ourselves when we do wrong. So oftentimes God is quick to forgive when we ask him. But the biggest issue a lot of, with a lot of people, the reason why they stay in the slump that they're in is because they fail to forgive themselves. And so we want to pray for those that they will also walk in that where they can look at what has taken place, know that God has forgiven them, and then they can forgive themselves. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Lex Baker. You come forth and take our prayer. 
Amen. Amen. Good morning. I am Pastor Baker Elect. Amen. And I am here to take your prayer request this morning. Amen. So if you're ready, you can start giving to, to me now. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Lake Baker, if you would remember Evangelist Jordan um, and her family as they're going through their time of bereavement as she prepares to bury her uncle, um, if you would uh, remember Pastor Jackson and First Lady Dewana celebrating their 32 years of marriage, um, and for all the marriages on today, even for those that may have had some mess-ups in their marriages, that there will be forgiveness within the marriage, and they can continue um, to go on for further years of marriage. Uh, continue to lift up uh, Mother Banks, um, Mother Blackwell, Mother Baker. Uh, continue to lift up Bishop Abrams' mother <clears throat> and his grandmother, uh, as well as Bishop Abrams. ask that you would pray for Deacon James Bryson, Sister Melinda, uh, and her son. Wait, just uh, a moment. Son. I'm sorry, is that James Bright? Bryson? Bryson. James Bryson. Bryson. Uh-huh. Amen. Um, okay. And if you would lift up um, Sister Melinda and her son. Uh, my son, Ronald Clark. Is it Jalinda or Melinda? Melinda. Melinda. Melinda, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, son? And her son, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, if you would also lift up the mall shooting in Richmond, Virginia, and those that were affected by that, um, all of the violence that is taking place today. Amen. Shooting in Virginia. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then I want to ask uh, if you would, because I don't want to make long, um, the request. I'm actually requesting prayer for Donald Trump and his wife. I'm asking God for salvation. They need to be saved. Amen. Uh, Amen. A lot of times we talk about the problem, but we need him saved. We need his wife saved. And so I'm asking God to save their souls and let them come to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Lech Baker, for praying. Amen. Are there any others? Good morning, Saints. Good morning, um, Pastor. Um, This is Katrina. Um, Just to continue with my son and his uh, legal matters and uh, to lift me up um, for personal um, things that are happening. And your son's name is? Anthony. Anthony. So there's two Anthonys here. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Healing. Amen. And Sister Katrina. Amen. I certainly will be praying. Amen. Amen. Would there be another one? Um, good morning, Pastor Baker. This is Carla. Um, I would like to pray for every heart and heart today that they have a heart of flesh that they allow their hearts to be changed by God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. We certainly will be praying. Is there another? Amen. If all hearts and minds are clear, amen, let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Amen. Father, we do thank you this morning. We honor you. We allow you. We glorify your name this morning. Father, we thank you for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for another opportunity that you have given us that we could come together and mingle our voice and sit at the king's table and you feed us. So, Father, we thank you today for allowing us, oh God, to just sup at your table this morning, fresh manner. So, Father, we give you glory and we give you honor this morning. We magnify your name, Lord. We recognize this morning that without you, we are nothing and can do nothing of ourselves. So, Father, we come and we humble ourselves down before you and we say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Lord, it is you that we live. It is you that we are alive this morning. It is you, Lord. It is because of you this morning we're able to move to speak and to talk. So, Father, we don't take it for granted this morning. So we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness this morning. 
Thank you for your mercy this morning. Thank you for your outstretched hand this morning. Thank you, oh God, for all that you have done. Thank you for what you do right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, even as we come before you with thanksgiving and praise, Lord, we come to you this morning like David, and we cry out to you this morning, forgive us, oh God, for all of our sins and all of our transgressions this morning. Father, we ask that you would, Lord, create in us this morning a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit this morning. Father, we repent this morning, and we ask that you forgive us this morning for hidden sins, sins of omission, sins of commission. Oh, God, we ask that you would just forgive us this morning and purge our hearts and our minds and our spirits this morning and cleanse us with his up this morning and make our sins whiter than snow this morning. Father, we come because we realize that, oh, God, we haven't done all that we should have done. But we repent this morning, and we ask that you will forgive us and cleanse us this morning in the precious name of Jesus. And, Father, we ask, oh, God, that you will help us to forgive ourselves this morning. Lord, knowing, oh, God, you say that we repent, oh, God. You will be faithful and just to forgive us this morning. So, Father, help us to walk in that forgiveness, knowing that you have thrown our sins this morning as far as the east is from the west. So, Father, we thank you this morning that we can walk in your love. We can walk in divine forgiveness, knowing, oh God, that you have washed us this morning with your precious blood, and we can walk knowing, oh God, that you, God, hallelujah, have lifted our heads up above our enemies this morning, hallelujah, that we may be the men and women that you're calling us to be. And Father, we come to you this morning. God, we thank you this morning because you told us to pray ye one for another. So Lord, we come this morning, and we stand in the gap for our sisters and brothers this morning. Father, we pray, oh God, for Evangelist Jordan and her faith family this morning, and all those this morning, Lord, who have lost their loved ones, or those who have just buried their loved ones, Lord, we pray this morning, hallelujah, that you would send the confidence to the Jordan family, because, Lord, you said that you would not leave us comfortless, hallelujah, but you would send the Holy Ghost, and so, Father, we ask that you would send the Holy Ghost this morning, and begin to bring comfort to the hearts of, hallelujah, of the Jordan family, and those that have been bereaved this morning, Father, that you and then that which is broken this morning, in the name of Jesus, that you will speak peace in the midst of the storm this morning, in the name of Jesus, God, that you will stretch forth your hand this morning, and Father, just touch every heart and every need of these things to come together, Father, we're just looking this morning, oh God, for you to bring salvation and healing out of this situation, God, you can take a back situation and make it good, oh God, and cause goodness to come out. So, Father, even as the Jordan family gather together in an hour of bereavement, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will cause salvation to take place to those who are not saved, that you will heal those relationships that have been broken, that you will mend the bonds, oh God, of the family, oh God. In the precious name of Jesus, Father, stretch forth your hand, oh God, for those who have a hard time getting over the, the ones that they've lost. Lord, continue to minister to their needs. Cause men and women, oh God, of like faith, of your faith, those that are rooted and grounded in you this morning, to speak a word of confident healing, oh God, to stretch forth their hand, oh God, and meet the needs that they have this morning according to your Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray for Pastor Jackson this morning and, and, and his wife, Tawana, Father, we pray, oh God, that you will continually bless them, oh God, as they celebrate their anniversary this morning. Father, we pray that you will continue to mend, oh God, and to build, oh God. Continually, oh God, help them, help them to submit themselves one to another. God, you cause them to be an example of what a, what a marriage should be in the precious name of Jesus. Father, you give them to honor one another, oh God, and to keep, oh God, one another, oh God. In their prayers, oh God, in the name of Jesus, help them to pray one for another, oh God. Help them to support one another continuously, oh God. In the name of Jesus, cause that bond of love to be stronger, oh God, than ever before. Let nothing come between them, oh God. 
in the precious name of Jesus. Bind them with the cords of love of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That three, four cord that cannot be broken in the name of Jesus and cause the joy of the Lord to lift them up and carry them through. And Father, we pray this morning for all the marriages, those, oh God, that are going through, those that are on the verge of divorce. Father, we bring them before you this morning. And, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we speak your divine purpose and will for marriage. God, you said that they two shall become one. And we declare and decree that it is according to your word that every man and woman that has been married, oh God, that their lives have been sealed, that their marriage is sealed by the three-four core of the Holy Ghost. And, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that three-four core cannot, shall not, and will not be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, you restore that which the canker worm and the palm, the palm worm and the caterpillar is destroying in those marriages. God, you restore the love and the joy and the peace in the name of Jesus. We bind up that spirit of contention and strife. We bind up the spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, hatred and envy and unforgiveness, we bind it up in the name of Jesus, and we loose the very power and anointing of the Holy Ghost in every marriage this morning. The, Lord, we loose the spirit of forgiveness and mercy and loving kindness and forgiveness and forbearance. We loose the spirit of joy and peace and oneness and singleness of heart. We loose the very spirit of, oh God, oneness, oh God. In the name of Jesus, but this is your will. And, Father, we ask that you would begin to restore, to mend, oh God, everything that has been broken. Father, you mended by your spirit this morning. Cause the marriages and the husbands and the wives to come together this morning and be one as you have called them to be one this morning. We bind up the plan and the purposes of Satan this morning, and we loose the very plan and purposes of the true and the living God in every home and every marriage this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, Father, we believe by faith that those that are on the verge, hallelujah, are divorced this morning. We bind the enemy. We bind up that plan. We bind up that purpose. We bind up that trick. We bind up everything that is contrary to you this morning. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, we release the spirit of restoration and healing and deliverance and reconciliation and redemption power on their marriage this morning. And it's in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we pray for each of the mothers this morning, Mother Banks, Mother Blackwood, Mother Kim, Mother Baker, Mother Bridges. Father, we bring all the mothers before you this morning. And, Father, we ask that you will continually just bless them this morning. Keep them, O oh God, by your mighty spirit. Father, let their latter days, Lord, hallelujah, be days of rest, O oh God, and days of joy and peace, O oh God. Father, you minister to their needs today. Minister to those, O oh God, who are working with them, who are caring for them this morning. Strengthen them, O oh God. Strengthen their families, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, let your very love, O oh God, cover them and strengthen them today in the precious name of Jesus. And, Father, we we pray for Amen, James. We pray for James Brixen this morning, Amen. And we pray for Sister Marlene, oh God, and Thomas, Sister Marlene this morning, and Anthony this morning, oh God. We pray, oh God, for all the men and women this morning. God, those that are going through, those, oh God, that are having issues this morning, those who just need a touch with you this morning. Father, we ask that you would stretch forth your hand, and God, you meet the need of Deacon James this morning. Stretch forth your hand this morning, God. You lift him up on every lean side this morning. Speak a word of encouragement. Speak a word of joy. Speak a word of comfort this morning. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, direct his step, Lord. Direct him in the way that you would have him to go this morning. Lord, you meet every need according to your riches and glory this morning. And Father, Sister Marlene and her family, oh God, hallelujah. God, you meet the need today. God, stretch forth your hand and meet your people today. God, wherever they are this morning, you meet them at the point of need. You meet them, oh God, at that point where they're just feeling like giving them. God, you give them hope in every hopeless situation this morning. You give them answers this morning, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, for the questions that go on on the inside. Father, you guide their footsteps this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Father, we pray for Anthony, hallelujah, 
And we pray for the two Anthony's this morning for healing and deliverance and salvation. God, we pray that you'll stretch forth your hand. We pray for the Trump family this morning. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We pray, God, that you will bring salvation to their lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, we take authority in the name of Jesus over the sin. Hallelujah. And all the deception, oh God, that has blinded their hearts and their minds to the truth. Father, we just believe by faith, oh God, that you would open their hearts and their minds and their ears, oh God, to receive a word. And Father, that their word will cause their hearts and minds to turn to you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, cause salvation to come forth, oh God. In the Trump lives, oh God. Hallelujah. And the end of his life, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, you continue to draw them by your spirit. God, you call healing to take place. And Anthony's one. God, you move upon Anthony in the hospital room. God, you deal with his animal part this morning. Call him to turn around to you, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, even that word that his mothers have pressed to these two Anthony's, you call in the name of Jesus. You call that word. You call that very word that has been placed in their very belly. Hallelujah. From the time they knew you, oh God. You call that word to cause life to spring up where there is death. Oh God, you cause that word to bring forth hope, oh God, where there is despair in the name of Jesus. Lord, you call that word, hallelujah, that's in them to bring them to the place of salvation and healing and deliverance this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray this morning for our bishop this morning. We pray, oh God, for continuously healing and deliverance, oh God. We know that you are healing this morning. God, we know that you are the lifter up of our heads this morning. We thank you for restoring, oh God, his health this morning. We thank you, oh God, for renewing, oh God, and equipping him, oh God, for the task that you have set ahead of him, oh God. We thank you for divine health and healing. We thank you this morning for the divine favor this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, God, we pray this morning that you will touch Sister Katrina this morning. Touch her knees, oh God. Give her peace, oh God. Direct her path, oh God. Give her wisdom that she needs. Hallelujah. For today, oh God. In the precious name of Jesus. And, Father, we ask that you will move, oh God. Move on every heart. Move on every situation this morning. Father, we pray that you will begin to touch the hearts of men and women, oh God, all over this land. God, we ask that you would touch the hardness, oh God. Father, we ask that you would touch the hardness of the heart of men. God, that you would soften their hearts with the oil of the Holy Ghost this morning and give them a heart of flesh. God, that you would turn them around, oh God. Turn their hearts around this morning. Lord, only you can turn the heart of mankind in the precious name of Jesus. Move by your mighty spirit upon the land, oh God. Bring a revival, oh God. Revive the hearts and minds of your people. Bless every heart that's on this line this morning. God, bless every need this morning. God, touch every situation this morning. Cause health and healing, oh God, to come forth this morning. Cause joy that's unspeakable this morning to come forth. We pray for our apostle Rose this morning. God, that you will Stripping her in a mighty way today. God, that you would give her the wisdom that she cried out to you about. God, that you would undergird her this morning with your right hand of righteousness. God, that you would cause her hand, oh God, to be prosperous in everything she did. God, that you would open doors and God, avenues, oh God, in the precious name of Jesus. God, that you would strengthen her back, strengthen her arm, oh God. God, that you would cause the men and women to come to give help, oh God. Lord, you said whatever we need, we can ask, oh God. So, Father, we believe in my faith that you're sitting in the laborers. You're sitting in the help of God, that you're stirring the hearts of the people, oh, God, to come, to volunteer. God, we thank you this morning that you're causing help to come her way, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Even as she go this morning, you go before her, Lord. You make the crooked path straight. You make the rough places plain. In the precious name of Jesus, cause that fresh anointed, oh, God, that fresh anointed and fresh peace to fall upon her this morning. And, Father, we're going to give you praise this morning. And we're going to give you honor. God, every need this morning, we believe by faith that it is met. Every situation, oh God, that needs to be addressed, oh God, we address it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you turn around every situation, oh God. You fix oh, everything that is broken, oh God. You mend up that, oh God, which has been broken. You restore that which has been taken. Bless 
your people today all over this land. In the precious name of Jesus, even those that are going through the storms, oh God, even the shooting, oh God, in Virginia, God, we know, oh God, that you got a plan, that you got a purpose. We pray for those that are grieving this morning because of the incident. God, you lift up a standard, hallelujah, for your people everywhere today. Lord, you cause the revival to come in this land, but God, you revive us this morning. Cause us, oh God, your people, oh God, to take our rightful place in the kingdom, that the earth, oh God, hallelujah, may see the salvation of our Lord. So, Father, we bless you this morning, we honor you, and we give you praise. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for the prayers that have gone forth. We thank you for your anointed vessel. We thank you for the woman of God praying on our behalf on today, lifting up every one of our needs, O oh God. And, Father, we ask that you'll restore, O oh God, refill the day, O oh God. Fill her cup to overflowing, O oh God, and that you would meet all of her needs today according to your riches and glory. We ask that you would bless her, O oh God, even as she herself is preparing to travel over this weekend. We ask that you would give her safe traveling mercies, O oh God. And that you will keep her family, oh God, that you will keep them filled full of your joy, full of your peace, and full of your happiness. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. We thank and praise the Lord this morning just for this special time of mm. prayer. Such a special time, such a sweet presence of the Spirit of the Lord that is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Yes, and it's he is. Yes. That's such a We glorify God. Amen. We just thank God for all of you today. For the Lord is moving by his power and he's moving by his might. God is answering prayer today. He's heard and he's listening and he's answering prayer. Amen. And we walk out and we believe that. We're expecting great things for the Lord. I want to thank you as you were praying because there is so much today. There is such a fight today. And as we mentioned, even starting with the Jacksons, we thank God for the many that have celebrated, uh, you know, the 20, the 30 for the Jacksons. 32 years of marriage, for you, yourself, Pastor-elect Baker, that can pray so fervently for marriages and relationships as you yourself has um, uh, been married for 40-plus years. And so it takes a lot to be able to endure, to be able to persevere through hard times, through tough times. And that's the difference between the marriages of old and the marriages of today. You know, these couples have learned how to stick it out, to stick through the hard times and the tough times. Today, if we snore too loud, someone is hollering for a divorce. If we go in a place and the other one chooses not to go, we first of all say it's of the devil and we cry out for a divorce. Today, as the prayer went forth today, we believe that God is healing, he's restoring, he's renewing, he's reviving, he's reconciling some relationships. And so we continue to lift up marriages on today. 
we will continue to rally around husbands and wives. And for any that is here on this line that are single and you desire to be married, then the thing is is that you begin to cover those that are already married, that you continue to pray and stand in the gap for wholesome marriages, that we're talking about marriages between one man and one woman, that we begin to pray that marriages, the the divorce rate will dwindle down to nothing, especially in the house of God. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. This is the time of the year when we see so many marriages taking place. But let us pray that marriages will come forth for the right reason, for the right purpose, so it will stay intact that it will no longer be marriages because of the physical appeal, that it won't be because of the intimacy, but it will be because God ordained it to be so. It will be a right relationship based on the word of God, that they'll be able to stand and to celebrate the 32 years of marriage, that they can celebrate the 41 years of marriage, that they can celebrate uh, as a couple that I just talked with who celebrated 61 years. Hallelujah. My soul rejoices 61 years. My God. Yeah. 61 years. Hallelujah. My soul rejoices just the thought of that. 61 years. You know, of being able to, to be with that one, not to say that every day was hunky-dory, that every day was wonderful, but they hung in there mm-hmm. through the trials, through the challenges, and they remained. And that says a lot to me for a couple that have stayed. And we thank God. And why? Because so many can't stay together because Minister Carla requested about the heart and hearts. Many people won't stay together today. Because their hearts are hardened. Mm-hmm. We've got to cry out, God, that their hearts be turned to flesh, that their stony heart be removed. And I thank God for you, Pastor Lake Baker, as you prayed so fervently. I tell you, the power of the Lord is moving today. It has to do with the heart. It has to do with right relationship. It has to do with us having a made-up mind that we're going to live holy. And so we thank and praise the Lord. For all of you that are here, I want you to know that we just love you so. And even if it may not have been something called out for you, receive uh, uh, the blessing of the Lord today, knowing that God is listening and he hears your prayer, even that unspoken request, God hears it. He knows all about it. He knows all about it, and so we thank God for you on today, even those that did not make your request known. God has not forgotten about you. He knows what you stand in need of. To God be the glory. Amen, amen. Well, we are so excited. We know we've come to the end of this week. We've had just a wonderful week of morning manna. To God be the glory. And we're looking so forward to another upcoming week. We do pray that you will be able to join us again here um, on the Morning Manor broadcast on next Monday morning. I'm telling you, it's just going to get better and better and better. Invite others to come and join us. We know that we are at the top of the hour, um, and so we don't want to delay the time. But if there's anyone that just have a pressing praise report that you desire to give, we want to give you that opportunity to quickly be able to share your praise report. Amen. Before we close out. Hallelujah. So is there anyone that have a praise report? Amen. 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 Well, if there are no uh, comments or no praise reports, um, again, we do want to thank and praise the Lord for all of you that are here. We want to remind you about our Sunday morning broadcast. If you know of someone that is shut, sick and shut in, they may be housebound, whether it's because of sickness. There may be even those that have come in that may be on house arrest, but they desire to be in a live service. Please let them know about our morning broadcast every Sunday morning that begins at 9.30 a.m. We're on Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> 
And so we do begin every Sunday morning at 9.30, starting with our School of the Bible, which is our Sunday school. And then we we follow that at 10.30 a.m. with our morning worship. We'd love to be able to have you or them that you share with um, to join us in a time of worship uh, right on Blog Talk Radio. You can see that and get that information right from our website page, which is kogfellowshipchurch.org. Continue to pray for us. Continue to, to keep us in your prayers at all times. Again, we do want to thank God for Sister Banks for that wonderful word for today. Truly, today is a forgiving Friday. God is forgiving us on today for all of our sins and for all that we have done. And we thank God that he loves us enough that he's washed it and he's put it under the blood. Thank you, Minister Carla, for reading our scripture today. For those that came on late, we read from Psalms chapter 51. And we thank you, Pastor Leg Baker, for praying for us on this day from the bottom of your very soul. We thank God for all of you that have participated in this morning. And so if our hearts and minds are clear, I'm going to call back Minister Carla, who is going to close us out of this morning's broadcast. Amen. Amen. Minister Carla, amen. Amen. Amen to God be the glory. I'll be reading from Jude 24 through 25. Amen. And it says, oh, Lord, have mercy. Give me a second. Give me a second. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It says, now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Minister Carla. God bless you. On behalf of Bishop Abrams, myself, and the entire Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we do want to wish you all a wonderful and blessed day. It is a wonderful Friday. Make it a glorious day, and remember that it is a forgiving Friday. Today, forgive someone. Help someone else to be able to forgive others. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next time. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Love you all. Love you too. Have a beautiful week. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister Ruthie, our evangelist, Scott, to everyone. Sister Banks, give Mama a big hug for us. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.